Hello, <laughs> and welcome to episode 27. Woo! It is our Thanksgiving episode. Thanksgiving and spooky month. Yeah, yeah spooky it's kind month. Of a, we're thankful that it's spooky. We are. I'm always thankful for spooky and October. And I just gotta make, I gotta say something really fast that mm-hmm. everybody at work, with the first day of October, they all came, I'm like, oh, it's your month break! Because <laughs> everybody knows I love I love Halloween, I love all things creepy, and I love in school, but as my other friend pointed out, she's like, um, Grace is creepy all year long, so. That is true. Yeah, so, but thank you to all my co-workers who did wish me happy October, because. And I'd like to wish everyone happy belated Thanksgiving, and to all of our Americans, happy early Thanksgiving. Happy Canadian Thanksgiving, which is still technically, because it's going to come out a few days after Thanksgiving, so we're still technically in Thanksgiving week we are and let's be honest all good holidays should get at least a week yeah well that's how long it takes to eat a turkey after <laughs> so good it takes a long time because uh-huh. all the leftovers turkey pot pie turkey soup with turkey sandwiches my mother-in-law made ham and i was so excited it was so good ham yeah so good yeah. So, yeah, so this is episode 27 so we are doing things a little bit different today because mm-hmm. i'm going to stick to our kind of like history in haunted kind of facts and the stories. Beth is going to do something a little different, but it goes perfectly well for the month and for the theme of Thanksgiving. Thank you. I'm excited to talk about this. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like this is very much up my alley. Mm-hmm. I apologize in advance for any possible rants. And there might be because it was... Uh, it yeah. happens. It happens. <laughs> so, and I'm going to do things a little bit different for the month of October. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, do, instead of doing a random Canadian fact, I am going to be doing a spookology. Spook, 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 spook. <laughs> a spookology kind of facts about, you know, Halloween and facts about Halloween. So, yeah. And that's what's going to happen. So, so sit yeah. back, enjoy, grab yourself a cup of cider. Oh, a nice cup of cider or tea or wine or all three. Depends how <laughs> depending you on your weekend went. Just exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. So I will start yeah, you go for off. It. So I'm going to start and I'm going to actually talk about a cool place I've been a few times. Now, if you're from the Toronto area, from Niagara area, and if you ever traveled as a kid or you have family and friends, you probably passed by this, and I'm talking about the Drummond Hill Cemetery in Niagara Falls. So, before I'm going to say the prefaces, before I go on, I'm just going to point out that I am a lover of cemeteries, and I know mm-hmm. I'm not the only one. There's a few, few of us who are out there who love cemeteries. They're peaceful, and they're beautiful, and they got history. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why I love it. I'm also going to state that I also believe that cemeteries are not haunted. Cemeteries are a place where people go to rest. They're not living souls. Like nothing yeah. tragic has ever happened there. There's nobody living. There's no memories that are really associated to cemeteries. Well, even if you subscribe to the fact that it's like where your soul left your body, most people don't die at a cemetery. They die at a hospital or in their homes. Exactly. And then the bodies go to the cemetery. Exactly. And so that, you know, let you know, is going to lead me to mm-hmm. say that unlike a hospital or, you know, a school or a house, those places could be haunted, right? Mm-hmm. Like people are not really haunted, but places can be haunted. They're like an imprint, like a fingerprint that you left, you know, on a, uh, a wet cement. 
Cemeteries are not haunted. I personally believe they are not haunted. So what makes Drummond Hill so different then? Well, thank you. Thanks for asking, Ben. What makes makes Drummond Hill, uh, you know, so special and different is that a battle actually did happen there. Lives were lost and people were severely hurt. And I'm talking about the War of 1814. Now, before I go and tell you this, there's actually cool history to Drummond Hill Cemetery that connect obviously to Canadians, not only because of the war between the American and the British, but also we have a great hero, um, Laura Secor, who people may recognize that name because of her chocolates mm-hmm. uh, and her ice cream, which are so, oh, so good. good. <laughs> so good. My favorite is a chocolate mint one of hers. Oh, as a kid, it's oh, like chocolate yeah. bars. Yeah. Or the Easter eggs that come out in April. Oh, yeah. Or the Super Kid ice cream. Oh, because that was a classic. The best. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to give you guys a little cliff notes and, you know. Is it cliff mm-hmm. notes? Yeah, cliff no, notes. Um, if you guys are too young, that was like uh, Wikipedia before the internet. So you actually, ha- or Cole's notes, so you actually had to go to a bookstore, to the library to actually get these like little thin books that kind of gives you the rundown. And the summary. And the summary of your topics that we're looking Basically, at. Basically, it's what you read when you didn't read the book first class. <laughs> this is true. But I loved having it for side notes because extra That's true. They points give you to extra things. little things. Yeah. And my teachers always liked that because I always put a little fun little notes, whatever, that that wasn't really in the textbooks. Yeah. Anyhow, Laura Secor is our Canadian hero because she basically forewar- she warned the British about the impending attack by the Americans. So Laura Secor was this kick-ass lady who was doing her job. Husband got hurt during the war. She went to the battlefield like a badass wife that she was. She found her husband who was wounded, severely wounded, took him back to the house. She was nursing and aiding him back to health. The Americans came in and they took over her house and basically barged right into her house and demanded dinner. <laughs> While they was she was serving them dinner and taking care of her sick husband, I just want to point out, she overheard the uh, generals talking about taking over and their plans to override and throw off the British. So she got one of this. She walked like 32 kilometers and she went to the British and she forewarned them, which obviously tipped them off and they were able to defend themselves. Hence, we won the war. So... Just want to say, kick-ass lady, yes, strong, ma'am. awesome lady. So, fun fact, also too, her house that she, this all went down, is still standing and you can actually go visit it. That's pretty cool. So, I do recommend going there. Because it's actually not too far. Also from uh, uh, Sir Brock's Monument. Just right, yeah. It's all it's always <clears throat> in a really close area. It's Man, not too you guys, nice. honestly, like, Niagara Falls and Niagara Lake is such a kick-ass area. It really is. There's a lot of great stuff There's there. so much history there. Like, you can, like... Any corner you turn around, there's going to be yeah. some cool history there. So I do recommend going there. So I'm just going to give you a brief load of history. This Drummond Hill Cemetery was actually was basically started in nine, sorry, 1799. It was at ground that a uh, gentleman bought it from his father-in-law, James Forsyth, like I said, 1799. He used the top of the hill as a burial ground. It later became a site for a fierce battle, which we now know mm-hmm. as a war of 1812. The area is known out as Drummond Hill in honor of, sorry, General Drummond. So again, if you go to the cemetery, you can actually see all those cool monuments and lower sea cars, headstone. So unfortunately, you know, there were some records kept, but there was a gentleman who actually did, Mr. Dalton, who did keep the records in chronological order, which had usually indicate some of the interest background of the deceased. So oh, a lot of this stuff got destroyed, but because he kept everything, a lot of these 
records and these places are still well kept, which is awesome. So you guys are probably like, well, why is it haunted? Well, you have this place established in 1799 as a cemetery. So this place was around for a good, what, 10, not even, 15 years before a war broke out. It was the bloodiest battle that fought on this ground. I think they said, I don't know. Yeah, it was one of the worst skirmishes of, uh, of, of the war. Of the war yeah, and because of that, it was a fast, fierce battle that killed, I forget how many hundreds of soldiers and wounded hundreds more. Right across the street from that's now the, where the battle actually did take place, there's a little log cabin that was the medic building and people were being kept there and they actually that's where they actually obviously amputated a lot of the limbs Mm -hmm. and a lot of the soldiers did die there but on the grounds itself hundreds of soldiers died in this very ground sorry i just looked it up for you i believe it was just under two thousand men died see okay wow i was totally off i thought it was in the hundreds okay two thousand so two thousand men literally died on the grounds at the cemetery so war death tragedy it is the perfect cauldron for a haunting oh i sorry i don't mean to interrupt your story but i just read this apparently as the gunfire the air held down a fog yes so they couldn't see, see. exactly i was gonna say that's yeah. terrifying yeah so oh by my the gosh time, and this and so that's gonna lead me yeah. to the haunting oh so um again so because of the bayonets right because yeah. all the smoke in the battle we have it's like this plume of fog and smoke that just hung over there oh. so people couldn't see what's going on so like there's literally guns going off bayonets or like being people oh are in so that's hence why the battle was so bloody now so the haunting do that do take place mm-hmm. are things such as now again i may not believe i'm not a big believer in ectoplasm so paranormal teams have been there and they said taking pictures and they see mist and mm-hmm. like ectoplasm kind of things to me, that can be a camera flare, yeah. that can be mist, that can be cigarette smoke. But mind you, people who have actually walked there have sometimes seen this fog come through. That's creepy. Right? Out of nowhere, the fogs are walking through because people, like again, open public. Yeah, you can walk through there. You can walk your dogs through there. People see a fog of smoke. That's creepy. That fog of smoke, or fog. People have heard moaning of like distant moaning from a far distant of like mm-hmm. behind a gravestone. But again, I'm not too sure how I feel about that because this is by a very busy intersection. Yeah. If yeah. you're down the street from Niagara Falls, which is a very big attraction area, tons mm-hmm. of tourists. There is a casino down the street. Yeah. There is the amusement park um, down there. If I remember correctly too, it's also, it can also be a spot where people who are, I guess, more transient in nature yes. will crash sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Which we saw ourselves when we were there. Yeah. But they will see soldiers. Like from afar, just like they see like a figure of like yeah. a lot of shadow people, a lot of shadow figures. They will see from the far distance, but like they will see them from the far distance and then disappear. Interesting. They will, like, again, they'll hear bayonets. I've heard stories of people hearing bayonets in guns shooting. Not actual guns, but, like, the difference between a bayonet, like an old-fashioned yeah, old gun, cannon sounds. They will hear all these different, like, these different type of sounds from different areas of the cemetery. Wow. Cold spots, hence it's being opened. Mm-hmm. But certain areas, 
what was interesting that um, when we were there is that when we sat down at the monument, our friend had her her phone open. She has one of those apps, you know, almost like an ovulus. And I sat down. As I sat down, I felt this like sharp pain in the back of my rib. Like it hurt so much. Like I thought I sat on something. And as I said, holy crap. And that's when I got up really fast. I mm-hmm. said, oh my gosh, that hurts really bad. And on her phone, it said, think stab or knife or something that came up mm-hmm. on her phone. So I thought that was kind of weird. It was a weird coincidence. It was a weird coincidence. I don't know how much stock I put in that because I always get bacon. Me too. <laughs> but, but hers seems to get like a lot of cool hits. Yeah. It was the weirdest thing. I never, ever, hand to God, ever experienced a pain like that ever. Really? Yeah? I've never, ever experienced a pain like that. Fair enough. And I uh, messaged our, our friend, Peter Sacco, and I asked if people ever been touched. And he said, not to his recollection, mm-hmm. but because of the history of all the violence that happened there and the way that people did die, mm-hmm. that is quite possible that things like that could happen, that people can actually get hurt. But mind you guys, again, if you're going there, please be respectful. This is yeah. a part of Canadian history. Again, it's just, you know, you want to be respectful. Do not be a jerk and try to summon up things and try yeah, to don't do that's just a bad idea generally it is and like again it's not it can actually be pretty pretty scary at times because it is a transient kind of like places so people who have a tendency to partake in spirit and <laughs> drinking will do have a tendency to flock there and sometimes do take refuge in the cemeteries mm-hmm. But I just personally think this place is so cool. Like, it's just kind of such cool yeah, history. it's a cool place for sure. The grounds itself, the cabin right across from Lundy's Lane there. Do go check it out. You can see the history. Go see Laura Secord's Cemetery Plot. I will post again on our Instagram and on our Facebook so you guys can see exactly what I'm talking about. And the monument where I got poked and prodded and who knows. Just some ghost trying to coffee just, feel but really missed. <laughs> Just really just is. like I know. It's Laura Seeker's like, go buy my chocolate. It's actually her, actually. Yeah, it's so really Purdy's is taking over. Purdy's taking step Do it up about it. Exactly. Step it up. Step it up and you know, patronize my my shop. So that's pretty awesome. So that I know it's not a very big story, it's just a short story, but it's got cool history in it. So to help yourself and because again, it is Canada Thanksgiving. I just thought like Yeah, why not? Yeah. It's a good, it's a good one. Mm-hmm. So Yay, history. <laughs> do you want to do your... Uh... Oh, yes. My spookology for the month. So, here's a kind of... Not kind of. It's actually a very cool fun fact. <laughs> okay. No, I don't know I said kind of, but it is a fun fact. So, I got this from Allie Ward from Ologies, which is a podcast I'm totally obsessed with. Mm-hmm. If you guys know anything that's weird and any kind of ology, you know, like phrenology, which phrenology, which is different than phrenology. Phrenology is the study of seasons which I totally love because in my grade one class, I'm teaching students my class right now about seasons and about the trees. Oh, there you go. So it was great because she was talking about it. And it all comes full circle. It does come full circle. Anyhow, so pumpkins are not a vegetable, but rather a berry. And Beth is having a hard time. I was under the impression that it was a fruit. Well, yes and no. It's a fruit because it's in the berry family. And Still what not following. So basically, uh, it's because it comes from a single ovary. The seeds come from a single ovary and how it comes out. Like eggplants are part of this as well. I did not. 
Yeah. Okay. There's other fun, other fruit like that we always associate with yeah. vegetables are actually a berry and not an actual fruit vegetable. Because I actually yeah. thought it was more like a root vegetable kind of because it came from the ground. Yeah. I just assumed it was a fruit because it had seeds on the inside. It does have seeds on the inside, but it's a fleshy, it's a soft fleshy part, just like like a grape hmm. kind of thing, right? Yeah. But grape is a fruit, not really a berry. But like strawberries, actually, and strawberries are not really strawberries either, which I found out too. Interesting. Yeah. Some kind of cool things I found out. Another fun fact about jack-o'-lanterns and pumpkins. So, in the traditional uh, Celtic stories, a man named Jack tricked the devil. devil. So, after Jack died, the devil made him roam the night with only a burning coal to light his way. Jack decided to put his piece of coal in a carved-out turnip, a common vegetable that was, you know, back in Ireland and Europe at the time. And this became known as the Jack of the Lantern. The Irish and Scottish people would have carved their own versions of the Jack of the Lantern with scary faces and place these on you know, either the doorstep or their windowsills to frighten away Jack or any other evil spirits that seemed to be looming and dooming around their area or their house. When the immigrants brought their tradition to North America, the native pumpkin was more available than turnips and today which was born the mm-hmm. jack-o'-lantern. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and kudos to them for doing that with the turnip, because those things are hard. Mm-hmm. And, like, the History Channel did this whole tradition things of uh-huh. Halloween and All Hallows' Eve, and they actually talked about how they brought these traditions from Europe to North America, because everybody associates, because my cousin mm-hmm. in England and in Australia, it's not as Yeah, big. they don't celebrate it like we do. No, like, but they do have All Hallows Eve, which is a little bit different in All Saints Day, mm-hmm. which is different than we have here in yeah. North America. That's very cool. Yeah. The more you so, know, as and always then, say. Yeah, exactly. And then in our next podcast, I'm going to talk about why the tradition of giving out stuff. That's very cool. So I have two kind of vampiric ones, thanks to CBC One this morning. <laughs> Just love this. I love that we go from... Well, actually, they go together. They go together. They're Halloweeny. So I was listening to David Scow, who is kind of like the preemptive vampirologist in pop culture these days. And he was saying, we all associate that very vampire voice with Bela Lugosi's Dracula. And so Good we were evening. Yeah, sorry. So we were wondering if it's, like, where did that come from? And it ended up, it was Bela Lugosi with his natural accent, but he was speaking English phonetically. Mm-hmm. And that's why you get the pronunciation while you did. And number two... Bram Stoker didn't write Dracula until he was 50. That's so So cool. we still have something to aim for. <laughs> yes. I know. Because, like, man, I'm telling you, it's, it's sometimes I always turn to my students and, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Because I'm still looking for ideas. Because <laughs> it's so mean? true, that meme, because it's so true. Because I'm like, my God. So I always forget he's from he's Hungarian. Hungary. That's it. I was saying it's a Romanian, but he's Hungarian. Yeah, he's Hungarian. That's yeah. And there's a cool accent. It is. It, he did a really he, it, yeah. It's the one everyone associates with. Exactly. Also, this isn't quite related, but I'm going to talk about it because it's been getting my goat lately. I am. So everyone's like, oh, you know what's creepy? Goofy can talk, but Pluto can't. And they're both dogs. Okay. Do your research. I'm so angry about this. Goofy is a cow. He is not a dog. I know in our whole suspension of disbelief, it's not a big deal, but it bothers me. So to everyone out there, Goofy is a cow. Pluto is a dog. Pluto, I don't know why dogs only some... Oh, yeah, sorry. Dogs don't really talk in the scene, unless you're Bolt, and that's debatable. But anyhow, 
Goofy is a cow, so I hope I solve this mystery for someone because that really gets my goat spinning out there. Or do you get your cow? Get my cow. <laughs> wow, it gets wow. my cow. You got your cow. So, yeah. Oh, sorry. I just had like yeah. a laugh to fit there because we had to re-record this bit because I was a little too irate like, about this. I, I know. That totally got so angry about this. Oh my it gosh! It was awesome. It's like if anyone Googled it, they can find out the truth. Like I don't. I, I, I don't. I don't understand. And I feel like doing the uh, NBC. You <sighs> know. Yeah. It's been on my chest for a while. I need to get that oh, off. She got it out. Okay. All right. So I'm excited about yours because yours actually, it is actually, that is actually, it is pretty neat. It <laughs> is neat. It's a bit different. Um, and I'm going to have to ask that you let me get through it because if I go off tangent, I know. I'm on one of those I'm going to pull today. back, yes. Pull okay. Back so you got to let me go through it in one straight shot. Okay. All right. So most people don't think of Thanksgiving as the spookiest holiday, but you're, I disagree. I disagree. And there are several reasons why. Number one. Turkeys are creepy. Okay, <laughs> killing yourself. Turkeys are creepy. They're actually one of the most aggressive birds in North America. They will attack. Birds. No, they are worse than geese. On the aggressive meter, no. way worse than geese. And to see evidence of this, apparently a town just in Massachusetts near Boston called Brookline is having a large issue with wild turkey. So they actually had to publish in their newspapers like, hey, it's mating season. Don't put out bird feed for other birds because the turkeys will eat it. Stay out of their way. They are super aggressive. They were talking about introducing wild turkey into New Brunswick for some reason, and the gaming commission was like, no, just no. So if that's not creepy enough that they're highly aggressive, they're also highly adaptive. They can adapt to a bunch of different circumstances. All you have to do is YouTube evil turkeys, and there's videos from Boston of like a roadkill and like 10 turkeys just circling it Alfred Hitchcock style. Like, like the birds. Yeah, birds. Terrifying. So that's point one. Point two, why it's supposed to do a Scoofy holiday with me. Back when I was a child, I was about seven, my mom got a turkey for Thanksgiving we were going to cook for our family. She put it in the oven at six in the morning, put the heat on, just like we're supposed to. Checked on in a few hours. The oven was hot. The other food was cooking. The bird was not. Maybe it's a fluke. Give it some more time. By six o'clock that night, every other food has cooked. The oven is working. That bird did not cook at all. Why? We still to this day don't know. So obviously we didn't eat it because it wasn't cooked. So we ordered in pizza. Hooray, the Thanksgiving day was saved. But because of that, it inspired me to write one of my first kind of creepy novellas. As a seven-year-old, I decided to write a short story called Turkey a la Dead. And the cover was like an uncooked turkey like banging on the window. Oh my God. It's like at the oven? No, like outside my oh. house. Like oh my God. At the, window. So <laughs> the that, oven window. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> so that's number two. Why Thanksgiving is a creepy holiday. And lastly, you can get some pretty awesome horror movies based around Thanksgiving. Now this is what I'm excited about. Okay. Yeah. Let's hear these stories, shall we? So, so, I mean, it's not like Christmas gets a lot of them. Black Christmas was revolutionary. There's, there's tons. But we don't really think of Thanksgiving is having creepy movies. Now, the first one anyone who has an Amazon Prime membership is going to probably think about is Thanks Killing, which came out in 2009. I watched it this weekend so I could review it for you all. Thank you. It's, um, when you first start watching it, you're not sure if it's bad on purpose or not. And then as it continues, you realize they're trying to be bad on purpose, but they're so bad at being bad. It has this whole meta level to it. It's bad. It has such fabulous one-liners as, I'm going to drink your blood like cranberry sauce. You've oh just been stuffed. The one enjoyable part of it. Oh my gosh, you've just been stuffed? Oh yeah, I guess Oh, better. I'm going to use that one. The, the main evil is a demonic turkey. And it's very reminiscent of, of like 
Like, okay, oh, I, I'm gonna yeah, have to go look it up. up. It's very reminiscent of um, oh, what were those puppets that were in the '80s? And they're kind of oh, it's kind of like, like a marionette puppet. No, like it's like Jim Henson, but really bad. Like, I'm is it the rubbery ones? Yeah, like yeah. I know we talk about yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. um, I mean, the turkey itself is pretty hilarious. It's kind of like like if Freddy Krueger and Chucky had a love child that was a turkey. Oh my gosh! This so basically, is so I should probably tell you the plot of this movie. <laughs> So basically, we're gonna put we'll put the photo up for you. Um, five college kids are, are carpooling home for Thanksgiving break, and somehow they come in contact with this uh, turkey, and trouble ensues. So that is kind of the first one. It's good to have in the background with your friends when you're just kind of joking around. But for those of you who just can't get enough of it after you've watched it, they actually did a Kickstarter and started. Oh my gosh. Things killing three. There's no two. It goes straight to three. And if I'm correct, I believe that one occurs in outer space. So oh that is the... My gosh. The first one for you. Yeah. It's pretty ridiculous. Um, and at this point, you know, it's like, it's horrible. It's very, they're trying to base it off of the 80s. It's very gratuitous nudity, gratuitous nudity, gratuitous blood. It's just silliness. So that's kind of the light one. Another Thanksgiving uh, horror movie, which I haven't seen yet because I just found out about it and I'm really surprised, is Alien Abduction Incident in Lake County. And this one came out in 1998. You still laughing about the Thanksgiving movie? I think Tony Potts is gobble, gobble, mother beep, Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, that's the tagline. <laughs> that's the tagline. This is something my students would come up with. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, sorry. Uh, no, that's okay. So, kind of going to something a little bit different. As I mentioned, it was Alien Abduction, Incident in Lake Country, 1998. And this one actually um, came out before Blair Witch and Paranormal Activity made the found footage oh, genre really big. And when this first came out, even though not a lot of people know about it, but the people who did hear about it, it was a huge uproar because many people thought it was real. Hold on, I'm going to see Oh, sorry, Joel. <laughs> um, but yeah, apparently, and like, if you look at the stills, it's kind of creepy for 1998 standards. So I'm what not going to call it Alien Abduction Incident in Lake County. Oh. So what makes this a Thanksgiving is, is that it's about a family that's being terrorized during their Thanksgiving dinner. Oh. So that's another one. And I got, I, there's more I can post, but there's one or two more I'm going to put so in there. So you're basically saying like all the Thanksgiving dinners are like scary. Yeah. But like I said, that that's, can be for anybody's family Thanksgiving, especially the family drama. It's true. It just depends. It just depends how, how you're <laughs> So much wine you're drinking. Oh, just man. Just saying. Oh, man. All right. Happy Thanksgiving. Wow. Yeah. It's a, Thanksgiving's a different kind of movie. It's a different kind of movie. There's one other one that I want to find for you. Where is it hiding on me? I, I, I'm just very curious to think... Oh, here it is. Okay, sorry, go ahead. To be in the mind of the person who created that film. Just to think, like, were they, like... I'm sure you can ask them. I'm sure they probably have a Kickstarter still going somewhere. I'm going to ask them that question. And then the last one I'll talk about is Blood Freak from 1972. It is super cheesy, because obviously it's all of its 1972 glory, and that mm. was just when the slasher genre was very, barely baby stages. And basically... It's about a drug addict who works at a turkey farm and he gets exposed to genetically modified turkey meat and surprise, surprise, turns Zombie? into a crazed mutant human turkey. Shut up. Imagine that with the 1970s special effects. And basically, <laughs> there's a bit of a twist at the end that I won't tell you about. I haven't seen this one yet, but I know what the twist is. 
So basically he has to feed on, on the blood of others to fuel his own addiction. There's an article from the website Clipped, C-L-I-P-D.com. And I have to read this quote. It says, with an M. Night Shyamalan twist at the end, this movie is half horror, half dare. Like the, what does it say? Like anti-drug commercial, basically. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So the author of this article, I'll find the name after says, it's sure to have you screaming with laughter. Oh my gosh. It's like an after school special. So they should totally be yeah. watching this. Like kids like, so don't do drugs at a turkey farm. Yeah, so I'm going to link the, the website, 12 Best Horror Movies to Watch on Thanksgiving from clip.com, and you can let us know what your favorite is. You're welcome, by yeah. the way. <laughs> and so Thanksgiving, scarier than you thought. Turkeys are evil. Putting it out there. Gobble, gobble, mother. <laughs> oh, that is the best line ever. Yeah. Oh. oh, and he says it like a bazillion times. Oh my gosh, I have tears about it because I'm laughing at this whole thing. Beth is talking about it. Yeah. I'm glad I could bring it oh to you Oh my gosh, that was but so yeah. funny. Well, Wow. That went somewhere turkey. Yeah. And if you have any creepy turkey stories, please send them my way because they're evil. And I'll try to post some of those things from Boston because it's absolutely terrifying. I got talked by geese, not turkeys. Actually, a turkey did yeah. when we were in San Francisco. Yeah. We were staying in Airbnb. Mm-hmm. And at five yeah. o'clock in the morning, we were woken up by the turkeys in the backyard. Yeah. I would rather be attacked by a geese than a turkey any day. Those things are like. They're huge. They're huge. They're highly aggressive. They have, like, pack mentality, too. Like, it's... You guys laugh, but go do some research. I'm telling you. Oh, I Look it up you. there. That and I'm scary. sure there's a lot of people... And there's a lot of people do... People in Boston phobias. will back me up. <laughs> the mass holes will definitely back They'll me back up. me up. Mass holes. Yeah. So that's my... And uh, not being rude, because that's what people in Boston and Massachusetts call themselves. And did I mention yet that Goofy's a cow, not a dog? Yes. Okay, just checking. I'm going to have to let one go, Beth. Just let it go. <laughs> All right. So, that is our kick off to our spookology and creepy October month. I we actually might do something a little bit different for our next podcast. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We might actually bring some classic scary Canadian tales. Ooh. <laughs> oh, oh, where's, where's my sound? sound effect machine? Hold on. Hold on. I was gonna say you're letting me do way more sound effects than usual. There you go. So do stay tuned guys. If you have your own stories of visiting the Drummond Hill Cemetery and seeing a ghost or lore seeker poking you telling her to buy her <laughs> chocolates because that's happening right in our school right now because we're having the chocolate fun. So maybe it's actually a mutant turkey that poked you and then just ran and hid. Oh full circle. Oh who knows? Oh, sorry that oh, oh God sorry Joel. <laughs> Beth is like making some records here. So let us know. Check our Instagram, like I said, for the month of October. Every day I'll be posting a new movie. If you have any films, like our friend Victoria actually requested, put the bell, book, and candle. Oh, classic. She's the one who requests that film because she does like it. It is a good classic one. And like I said, I did post this really, really trippy one this week. Actually, was it on Monday, which was on Thanksgiving, was... The Winter of the Witch, or The Witch of the Winter. Oh my god, that's amazing. I think it's called that. Anyhow, do yourself a solid. Do watch it, guys. And as usual, is it haunted or history? Listen, find out, and you decide. Have a good one, and stay spooky, friends. Bye. Bye.